0: Podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host, Cody Tanner. Cody, how are you this fine Friday afternoon?
1: Oh, James, I'm doing fantastic. It's Friday afternoon. It's my girlfriend's birthday. We've celebrated a little bit in the morning, gonna celebrate a little bit this afternoon. And then uh in between, you know, it's time for Steelers football, James. We're gonna talk some Steelers football. Gotta talk about stuff. James, how are you this fine Friday? All right,
0: man. You're already home from I'm work, right. man.
1: You had a good day.
0: Yeah. Early day. Yeah, with the Cleveland i back already, so hey. Ugh,
1: unfortunate. <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> uh, but no, we're going to talk Steelers football. We're going to talk some Steelers news first uh, before we go into a couple former player-related uh, things. And then we're going to talk uh, injuries and then Ravens roster and talk about our keys to success against the Baltimore Ravens division rival this weekend, uh, Sunday kickoff. And it's at home, so we're excited for that. James, first off, Mike Tomlin said there were going to be big changes this week with uh, everything that happened the past few weeks. Uh, He added padded practices to this week's uh, practice due to the team being out physical on the field. How do you feel about that?
0: Uh, I think it's a really smart move because, honestly, these guys have been coming out flat every single week, uh, oftentimes not scoring at all in the first half. Uh, oftentimes not getting any first downs until the very last possession of the first half. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just been embarrassing the offensive output in the first half of games and being out physical is exactly the way that should be described because nobody's moving the person opposite them. And sometimes the person opposite them is moving them in an embarrassing fashion. Uh, So, Hey, if it takes beating each other up a little bit in the middle of the week, um, to look better on Sunday, as far as that, that physicality on Sunday, then I'm all for it. Uh, so I think very important just because they haven't earned easy practices. They're no. not earning that. Their their effort on the field does not say, oh, you just can walk through on practice this week. You don't need to hit each other. Their effort on the field says you need to hit each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I got to get that wake-up call. As, as Mason Rudolph once said, he likes getting hit. It makes him feel awake. And uh, or concussed, depending on the play. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ben,
0: ben was the same way. Yeah, Ben said he never really felt in the rhythm of the game until he took his first big hit.
1: Yep. So now these guys will hopefully come out being a little bit more physical again. Like we've talked about, three and outs, three and outs, three and outs. We got to stop and get away from that. We got to start getting first downs. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, this helps, and I hope to see some kind of impact from this moving forward. Uh, we have pr- we have roster moves. Steelers did release running back Greg Bell, wide receiver Jalen Camp. And wide receiver Jacob Copeland from the practice squad, and then they also signed an offensive lineman, uh, Obina Ezi. Correct, yes. Uh, on that pronunciation, and then wide receiver Denzel Mims, which I love that uh, signing personally. Yeah. I do. He's a he's a quick guy. If I remember correctly, I don't remember his forty time, but I have to look it up. Um, <laughs> but Mims was a high, Mims was highly
0: sought after prospect. He was definitely somebody who uh turned some heads in the pre-draft process. So mm-hmm. you're not talking about a sixth or seventh round guy. I don't think I'm pretty sure he was a, a decently high pick a six, second or third rounder or something like that. Second, uh, round, additional, second round pick to the, round, to the Jets. Yeah. Yep. He ran a four three eight forty. 40. That's definitely a fast guy. No doubt about that. Um, that was not the only moves the Steelers decided to make. They had, again, Mike Thomas promised changes, and in changes are exactly what we're getting. Uh, they elevated Rodney Williams from the practice squad to the 53-man roster. Uh, this is not a game day elevation. This is him going to the 53. Uh, and then they also signed wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick back to the practice squad. So even though he was released the other day, Uh, He's right back onto the practice squad. That was the whole point of what they were doing. And then they also signed tight end Noah Gindorf to the practice squad. Uh, Noah is an undrafted rookie this year. Uh, So uh, also widely regarded as an excellent run blocking tight end. Uh, Bigger boy, I want to say he's like 260 plus. Uh, So yeah, might be something that if Sunday comes along and they're thinking they need a second big bodied tight end, that's good at blocking that might be the route cuz uh, Rodney Williams is a little bit more of a receiving tight end he did look pretty dang good in the preseason
1: though yeah yeah uh and then going back to Noah he's 6'6 263 he didn't do anything at the combine except bench press where he put up 16 reps on the bench that was it oh. yeah he tried really hard uh there's <laughs> nothing else to say about that um <laughs> but but again the the chance of him coming in and being a blocking tight end and the Rodney Williams uh, elevation We can get to why more, more than likely that happened. Uh, I shouldn't even say more than likely why that happened when we get to injury discussion. Uh, we do want to talk former Pittsburgh Steeler for just a hot second, Chase Claypool. The only reason we're talking about this, uh, he was traded to the Miami Dolphins from the, uh, from the Cleveland Browns, uh, from the Chicago Bears, CB, whatever, uh, for yeah. it, it was him. And then they, the Bears were able to move a seventh round pick in 2025 to a sixth round pick In 2025, so just swapping late round picks there. And the only reason we bring this up is just to highlight uh, how much value we got out of him when we did and and how key and important that trade was because we were able to get the 32nd pick in this year's draft, which wound up being uh, Joey Porter Jr. Uh, So huge, huge plus for us. Now Chase Claypool moves on back to the AFC and on a Super Bowl contender, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll see how they play the rest of the year uh, with him as well. Injury time, James. Let's talk.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was hearing that the Chiefs' uh, wide receiver room took a took a hit. They lost somebody recently, mm-hmm. uh, as far as injury. I don't recall who it was, but that would be the reason for Chase Claypool signing. Uh, so we'll see if Pat Mahomes can figure
1: out how to use him because everybody Dolphins? else seems to be struggling. Dolphins? Oh,
0: I thought he went to the Chiefs. No, you, Dolphins. You went to the Dolphins. Huh? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't follow Juju to the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well,
0: yeah. And now Chiefs and on, on the Patriots. Patri- or Juju's on Patriots, Patriots now. now. Yeah. Yep. he's and he's injured Uh, now
1: so man injuries are plaguing everybody this year that's because
0: everybody's using them like a tight end man come on let us play wide receiver for crying out loud that's true um but yeah injury report so it's a lot going on here start off with the Steelers side of things um the uh presley harvin still not practicing with that hamstring so i would anticipate brad wing going again this week uh kenny pickett was a full participant uh, on thursday's practice we don't have the report yet from friday but uh he's been indicating to people that he plans on playing cole holcomb with a back injury has been a full participant but he does have that lingering issue he was limited wednesday but full thursday uh alex highsmith not been participating with a groin injury this was new in the middle of the week that's also scary. Usually, groin cause people to move, miss some time.
1: Cam Hayward, uh, so yep. I
0: think, yeah, I think there's a decent chance, even if this is like a small aggravation to a groin injury, that he doesn't go this week, because then that'd give him three weeks to try and heal up, uh, two and a half weeks anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Marcus Golden start this week, uh, which would then put your boy Nick Herbig getting some serious reps. We need it. Uh, so. We'll see how that goes. Dan Moore still out with his knee injury suffered in the last week's game. Uh, that is going to give us a Broderick Jones start this week. Chacoma Akora for the other starting offensive tackle has an elbow injury, uh, full participant in practice, so expect him to go. Uh, and then James Daniels, starting right guard, still out with his groin injury. So looks like another week of Nick Nate Herbig, Nate Herbig, uh, Pat <laughs> Pat Firemuth still out with his hamstring. Uh, and then Demarvin Leal still in concussion protocol. He was a limited on Thursday, so unless he goes full today, he will not be playing because you need at least one full practice to be cleared of concussion protocol. That's the way that works. So yeah, and he's I'm working his way towards it, but he may not play.
1: And a lot of this, you know, Kenny Pickett playing this week came as a surprise to I think a lot of people. A lot of people were saying if he doesn't play, you know, he's screwing the team, or he's not serious, or he's not your guy, or this or that i i wish part of me wishes he'd take the week off and just rest that knee there's a chance of reaggravating it or whatever i'm trusting the pittsburgh medical staff that they know what they're doing putting them in there i don't know i know again you said if, if you know it's a, if it's a bruised knee you can't reaggravate. aggravate it's, yeah, it's, it's a just, bone bruise i know it's a bone bruise. i'm just so stressed it's not a
0: ligament it. it's not a muscle it's it's a really really bad bruise on the bone that hurts like hell
1: yeah, uh, Pat Frymouth. I'm shocked he hasn't gone to IR yet. That would, you know, that was the move that involved us elevating Rodney Williams uh, to the to the 53 man roster, and then Presley Harvin the third being missing out again. Again, he's had decent punts this year. I don't think Brad Wing did horrible last week. I hope he continues in the right direction to continue to help us out. And then those offensive tackles. I really, really hope that Shuke's uh, plays. He was full participation yesterday. I don't know why he wouldn't play, but missing both offensive tackles starting out. Uh, would suck. And I'm excited to see Brado Jones get some more playing time as well as Herbig on the Mm -hmm. offensive line. Uh, Let's talk Baltimore Ravens injuries. So um, there's a couple injuries here that are key and important. First of all, first off, I'm going to talk about uh, Odafe Owe, linebacker with an ankle injury, hasn't participated the first two days of the week, uh, that being Wednesday and Thursday. So there's a chance he does not go. And then there's also a huge injury to their offensive line, Uh, Morgan Moses more than likely isn't going to go, in my opinion. He's probably going to be replaced on that offensive line as the offensive tackle. That will be the one going up strictly against TJ Watt, if I'm not mistaken. That is right side. Um, So exciting to see who he he goes against in that. Uh, Ronnie Staley, the other offensive tackle dealing with a knee injury, was full participation all week. Uh, And then you also had two wide receivers, Odell Beckham Jr., limited all week with an ankle injury. There's a chance he doesn't go. Also wide receiver Rashad Bateman, hamstring injury, full participation all week. Expect to see him to play. Uh, Running back Justice Hill running uh, with a foot and hamstring injury. Limited practice so far this week. I would love to not see him go. I don't even think he's starting for them, uh, but he's a solid backup to come in off the bench and and rotate with them for sure. Uh, Defensive side of the ball, they have three cornerbacks listed as injured. Uh, The big one being Marlon Humphrey with a foot injury, limited all week. I already talked about that. Uh, Daryl Worley shoulder injury hasn't participated all week. So there's a chance he does not play Jalen Armour Davis with a hamstring injury. Expect him to go. And then you also have free safety Marcus Williams uh, with a pec injury. However, he has been full participation all week. So I don't think that'll affect his initial game time decision. So that's going to round up that big thing here. Again, those offensive lineman injuries. And if Marlon Humphrey doesn't play and Odell, We're in good shape, I think.
0: It's favorable. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, um, everything that I'm hearing, Morgan Mose is expected to be out. Same with Odafeo away. uh, And uh, Odell, too, I I believe he missed last week. Uh, So only being limited so far in practice, unless he goes full today, I'd expect him to miss also. Uh, So this is going to be a very similar Ravens team to what Pittsburgh is used to. There's not a whole lot of vertical passing game with these guys. A lot of short stuff, a lot of throwing to the tight ends, a lot of throwing to the running backs. Uh, And that absolutely torched Pittsburgh last week uh, going against Houston. So uh, similar concept to what we had, except for the running dynamic of the quarterback will be drastically larger. Uh, So I think if you go into this with a similar strategy as what you did defensively against the browns it's basically the same offense um tons of usage to the running back tons of running thrown to the to the running back the tight end gets thrown to nonstop. um that's who you need to have your focus on so um uh, let's talk about the depth chart of this baltimore ravens offense uh, you always start a quarterback with lamar jackson again tremendous athlete pittsburgh typically has pretty good success against him yep. uh Typically, they have a better secondary than they have right now, too, though. So we'll see how that plays out for them. Running back position, uh, Gus Edwards slated as the starting running back with Justin Hill. Justice Hill backing him up. Patrick McCarty, fullback. Uh, You want to talk about the wide receiver unit here, Cody?
1: Yeah, wide receivers again. Odell Beckham probably out. They do have Zay Flowers, uh, who's a young and upcoming superstar wide receiver. There's a chance that he gets some. Attention, I believe he's having actually himself a decent year, if I'm not mistaken. He's has uh, I think so, yeah, 24 receptions for 244 yards. He's averaging 10 yards per catch, so he's averaging a first down. Um, and then you have Nelson Aguilar, who's been a player up and down, Rashad Bateman, we already talked about, and Devin Duvernay, who is another deep threat for sure. Um, offensive line wise, Ronnie Staley, the star starting left tackle, John Simpson, the left guard, Tyler Lindenbaum, the center. Uh, Kevin Zeitler, the right guard. And then obviously, like we talked about, Morgan Moses, that right tackle. More than likely not playing. Going to be Patrick McCarry or Daniel F- Uh So we will see who comes in and plays there. Patrick McCarry is listed as the backup, but I think there's a chance that Daniel comes in. Um,
0: Fulele is the guy, yeah. He's the one that they'll have
1: out there. And then defensive side of the ball, defensive front is a – I mean, the entire defensive. You, all, you want to talk offensive line?
0: Uh, no, just tight end room. We skipped oh, them. I skipped that uh, end. Oh, yeah, We Mark. do have Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely, very formidable tight end room, and they use them a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mucho importante that we do not put guys that cannot cover tight ends out there on passing situations. This yeah. is a game that a Landon Roberts should get like five snaps. Uh, need a lot of Quan Alexander and Cole will come out there in this game.
1: Uh, now defense side of the ball, I rushed that tight end room. <laughs> uh, the, the defense all around is is a very good and capable defense, especially middle linebacker, ex- ex- linebacker crew in general. Uh, but starting off up front, they have Justin Metabuke, Michael Pierce, and Broderick Washington as their three-down linemen. And then, like I said, this middle linebacker crew or linebacker in general, Odafe Owe, who's, again, more than likely out. They have Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen at middle linebacker. Uh, Jadavian Clowney as the other outside linebacker or Sam linebacker in their schemes. I'm excited to see him because it's going to be him versus Broderick Jones uh, probably for the majority of the game.
0: Yeah, big matchup there, right? Uh, Clowney known as being a, a better than average pass rusher his entire career. Uh, I want to say he's past 30 years old by now because uh, he was like 29 when he was playing for the Browns a couple of years ago. Uh, so I want to say he's 30 or 31 at this 30, point. He's, 30. Yeah. He's, he's not going to be your guy getting 10 sacks a year. He's not done it once in his career, uh, but he's always been a pretty productive dude. Uh, by accounts of Ravens reporters, he's having a pretty good season so far. Uh, so definitely important that Broderick brings his a game, uh, but we don't have the typical dominant pass rushers that they typically have. So, um, Definitely a matchup here where Pittsburgh has an opportunity to run off tackle, but you've got to be able to seal it. Cause these guys in the middle are just mammoth. You're not moving Michael and Broderick Washington uh, and Justin Matabuik is no slouch himself. So very important. The middle linebackers have given Pittsburgh real issues. I want to say it was, was it queen or was it Smith? that got two picks on Mitch last year. One of the two of them picked him off twice.
1: I want to say it was. I want to say it was Smith.
0: Yeah, I I don't remember which one, but it was definitely one of the two of them. Uh, So, got to make sure you know exactly where those middle linebackers are at at all times, uh, especially since the tight end room is going to be different this week. You know, you're not going to have Pat out there, so you might not have the the chemistry of knowing exactly where the guy is going to be going. secondary room they've got ronald darby and marlon humphrey both starting but marlon humphrey is on their injury list so there's a chance he doesn't go brandon stevens and Rocky sin backing them up uh i like seeing that because Rocky sin has the tendency of getting beat deep uh not the greatest speed guy out there uh safety room is pretty impressive kyle hamilton and marcus williams marcus williams trying to make his way back from an injury uh so definitely significant going on there with those two guys so secondary could cause some issues for pittsburgh
1: yeah and if marlon humphrey's out or or any of these guys don't play even when you look back deeper into their cornerback room arthur mallette is on their team who's a former pittsburgh Steeler. we should know some weaknesses (laughs) that he has and even their last guy jalen armor davis yeah coverage and jalen armor (laughs) davis is also on the injury list so there's a lot of potential with this secondary as long as you don't uh, throw the ball near Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton will pick that off um, more than likely. Same thing with Marcus Williams if he's if he is a go. Um, special teams room. Punter's Jordan Stout. Uh, he's not the J name you got to worry about on this special teams. It's Justin Tucker. He can basically kick a field goal from the other side of the field. Uh, make sure mm-hmm. we keep them on the other side of the 50, and we should be okay. Uh, Jordan Stout is also the holder. Obviously, long snapper because they matter too. Tyler Ott. And then Dever, Devin Dooner, Duvernay is the kick returner and punt returner for them. Uh, very capable. If I'm not mistaken, he had a couple return last year for touchdown. Um, but I don't quote me on that. I'll have to double-check that sometime.
0: Yeah, and Jordan Stout, the punter, is a very capable one. He's got a booming leg. Uh, this is the former Penn State Nittany Lion.
1: Uh,
0: yep. So definitely has a monster leg. Definitely not... Um, any confusion in kicking in cold weather or anything like that. So uh, he's been excellent for them thus far. So the kicking game, very strong for this team. Uh, Cody, that leads us to our three keys to success. Do you want to lead this week? Do you oh, want me to lead?
1: I want to lead this week, man. We're All going, right. Okay. We're going against the Ravens this weekend. It is my girlfriend's birthday today and she's a Ravens fan and I want her to be happy today and I want her to be miserable on Sunday and that's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, so the, at least between one and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> one and four thirty. Whatever, we'll figure it out. Um, big things here, in my opinion. Number one is next man up mentality. The injuries that we have on the team, the next man up has to come in ready to play. Whether that's Broderick Jones, whether whether that's Nate or Nick Herbig, if they get like you know, they're both probably going to see playing time this week. Um, the punter, even we got to get some good punts from Brad Wing. There's a chance. We always see these Baltimore Ravens games come down to one possession or sometimes less, like less than you know, three points, four points, whatever it is, um, games, and you have to win field position battles, and a lot of that might come off the, the foot of Brad Wing. So next man up mentality, I mean, same thing with the tight end room. Rodney Williams is probably going to get playing time um, depending on how they want to use Connor Hayward. So we'll see what goes there. Number two out of my three keys to success is limit the three and outs. I want to see us have sustained drives, even if we maybe only get a field goal or don't even get that, at least get some first downs, at least get the ball moving, get in a rhythm. I understand punting happens in the NFL. Pittsburgh hasn't played enough well enough right now for me to be like, let's not have zero punts. I don't think that's going to happen. And if it does happen, I'm worried that we're turning the ball over. So (laughs) let's just limit the three and outs, get some first downs and get the team back in rhythm. Number three, James. This is gonna be your favorite one of mine. Okay. You already know what it is. Win the, Win turnover, the turnover battle. battle. <laughs> you gotta do it. Yeah, I, I could go to it every single week. I really could. I'm gonna to try to get away from it, but it's just such a frustration, frustrating point for me because it's just it's what they teach you from grade school, man. Take care of the football. Take care of the football. Yep. Don't throw it to the other team. Don't drop it on the ground. Take care of the football. All I can think about when I see fumbles is the movie remember the Titans when he makes the guy run around with the ball forever because he kept fumbling the ball. I mean, that's how it is. So uh, those are my three keys to success against the Baltimore Ratbirds.
0: I mean, that even happens in the NFL I know. because uh, Jalen Warren's rookie year, yep. he fumbled too much in practice. They made him carry a fumble everywhere. Ball everywhere he went. Yep. Uh, so uh, I like those keys coding. My first one is protect Kenny. Uh, way too much in these first four games. Kenny's been running for his life. Uh, Some of it is perceived pressure that is not there. A lot of it is pressure coming in very quickly. Uh, So we have to do a drastically better job of protecting Kenny. I think the pass rush of the Ravens is a little bit less formidable than some of these other teams that they've been going against. Uh, So got to shore that up. Got to do a better job of keeping him clean this week. Number two, convert on third down. I don't care what the third down is, whether it's third and eight or third and one. I want to see conversions on third down. That's how we win games. Can't continue, like you said, on getting three and outs. Uh, I want to see those third down conversions. Third down's going to come. Let's start planning for it and actually have play calls that work on third down. Yeah. Um, Number three, contain Lamar Jackson. Uh, Very similar strategy to what you did with the Cleveland Browns, similar to what you did last year with Baltimore Ravens. When you rush him as a passer, stay in your lanes. Do not lose outside contain. They did that last week on one play with C.J. Stroud where they ran a a stunt on the right hand side to Marvin Leal, did a great job of collapsing the left side of the offensive line, but Montrevious Adams never made it outside, so C.J. Stroud just ran straight to the left and had an easy pickup. Got to make sure you're on point with these plays when you're running those stunts, that, that looping swooping guy has got to get out there. And he's got to get out there quick. Uh, otherwise just don't even bother really trying to get to the quarterback. Just keep him in there. He'll get his jittery feet and he'll run right to you. That's what Lamar does. That's, that's the book on Lamar. Uh, so make sure you continue with that similar strategy. It always works uh, against Lamar
1: Jackson. Yeah. For sure. If you guys have three keys to success you would like to share with us, please let us know. A reminder that we are on the new app called Pro Sports Fans. Uh, You can download that on the Apple Store or uh, Google Play Store on Android or Apple devices. Um, Download it. Join the Steelers community. We will be live on there chatting about some games, live live chatting about games later in the year. We're also going to have Wednesday night shows that will be live and interactive coming up soon. Uh, expect social media to be promoting that here very shortly and again we can't thank you guys enough for watching or listening depending on where you're viewing uh, remember thank you guys so much be sure to like and follow on Facebook, Twitter Instagram, TikTok and YouTube subscribe and ring the bell it's free and until next time this is your host James and Cody signing off peace